Yeah, he needs a talk from pretty much the people that he... What are those things called uh, where you sit people down? Oh, interventions? Yeah, I'm going to give him intervention. <laughs> <laughs> The 2OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world, Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 10. This episode of the 2OC, we talk about Anton trying to defend his friend Shia. What is Disney up to? and spidey spoilers i'm alan flores and i'm anton duan all right anton before we start off i want to say that we should save the spidey spoilers to the end of the show to make it easy for everybody okay all right so where do you want to start off let's start off with uh d23 coming up this week and i know i'm not going to be in california for that i'm actually going to be in georgia checking out some coca-cola korean boy band uh don't ask me. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I wish I could be there because I know there's so many things that are going to be happening at that D23 convention. There's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of Disney announcements, especially theme parks, uh, Disney movie related, uh, and also Disney animation. The one I'm excited about is the live action panel. The live action panel is going to be really hard to get into because there's going to be Star Wars. There's going to be, um, you know, Mulan that we're hearing about mm-hmm. and uh, what we're, we've been talking on the show, uh, which is uh, which movie? Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of that talk in those panels. So hopefully you can make it to those panels. But other than that, a lot of people have been talking about the future of attractions Mm-hmm. There's a couple of rides that people are speculating that they're going to shut down and basically rebuild uh, into a different attraction. Uh, one of the big rides that is well, very so s- similar to what they did with Guardians. Similar to what they did with Guardians, but uh, some is going to be a total renovation of a totally different ride. Uh, okay. One being uh, the infamous ride in Shanghai Disney right now is the Tron Light Light Cycle. Oh, I want to try that one. Yeah, so that is going to be replacing Autotopia at the Magic Kingdom in Disney World. Uh. So that's going to be one of the biggest speculations right now that people are talking about. Uh, there is no official confirmation that that's the actual ride that's going to be replacing autotopia well of course not that's what yeah. d23 is for yeah so hopefully d23 is gonna confirm if that's gonna be it or not the the thing i think the the people are mostly gonna be excited for is uh they might preview exactly what or might, might unveil more about star wars land yeah true that's what i'm excited about yeah that's what i'm also excited about so another thing is which part of disney california adventure is the slowest part of the park are you asking for my opinion or are you, are you saying that's what they're asking no i'm i'm asking you what is the slowest i think there's two slowest areas in disney california adventure park 
Okay, so I mostly go during the evening, so mm-hmm. my perception might be a little skewed, but the two parts that I think are a little bit slow are uh, Bugs Life, True. that area. Yes. And the back of the park where like the carnival Ferris wheel, oh, not Ferris wheel, oh, yeah, Ferris wheel is. Yeah, I, I think the carnival ver- area is okay. The The slowest area would have to be the Bugs Life, like you said. Mm-hmm. So... People are speculating right now that there's going to be some Marvel attractions that are going to be replacing that area because it's so close to the Hollywood Tower Terror. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think they want to go to Marvel because unless it's temporary for the Summer of Heroes, mm-hmm. but I think that might be a little too late for that now. Yeah. Um, because it seems like Hollywood Studios and like the, where the, the art stuff is, that's become the superhero area. Yeah. So I think permanently, though, they might have some future attractions in that area just to have something more. Because I, mm-hmm. I know that the Bugs Life area is you know great for little kids and everything, but it's not as popular as all the other sides of the park. I think they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to even out you know the concentrated in one area. They want people to disperse in every single uh, type of attraction from all over the park so two things about that area first mm-hmm. now that the guardians ride is open it's seeing more traffic but it's mostly people trying to go through there mm-hmm. instead of going instead of going back through hollywood studios the other part is it seems kind of weird walking into an enclosed area because mm-hmm. everybody else in the, everybody else everywhere else in the park it's open it's it's spacious through Bugs Life, it's very, and I understand that they did this on purpose, but it's very like d- dense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, but I think realistically, I I don't think they're gonna completely get rid of Bugs Life area. I think they're trying to add more stuff to Marvel, so they're only taking half of what Bugs Life is right now. So. Other than that, I, I think that's pretty much what people are speculating just to have some more Marvel stuff in the Disney California Adventure side. Because, I mean, that, that here, some of, yeah. Summer of Heroes is still not enough Marvel. No, but that seems to be more like the introduction to what they do want to yeah. do. And uh, here's another thing that uh, people have been speculating that they have heard about, you know, a little bit of the new Fast Pass program called uh, Max Pass. Oh, yeah, I was reading Yeah, so, I mean, the the company said that, you know, they are going to charge people $10 a day for the actual program. So, basically, what it is is where you can go on the app and then you can choose your rides throughout the day. So, that way, you don't have to go through every single fast pass area to pick up your fast passes. At a price. At a price, which is $10 a day, which isn't too bad, but I think that's per person or something. No, I, no, no, no. So it's, sure. it's, it's per ride. Per ride. It, wow. It's per ride. Yeah. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to, you're right, get one thing, get rid of the whole people rushing at the beginning of the, like the opening to get to that area where you get the fast passes. Mm-hmm. The other problem too, which I didn't, I, I never came across it. But it makes sense because, I mean, when, when people see an opportunity, they take it. Yeah. So basically, the issue is that people, I guess there's an app where people were trading or selling 
fast passes. And that's one thing that Disney's trying to get rid of. Mm. See, Cut. over here at Disney World, it's a whole totally different story. Everything is revolved around uh, the ticket that you have. There's a chip in there. There's no way you can trade or anything. <laughs> yeah. But let me say, because, like, okay, similar to why they started doing the electronic photo for annual pass holders, mm-hmm. um, mainly because of those companies that or agencies, whatever they want to call themselves, that would um, buy annual passes or those park hopper tickets from people and sell them at a discounted price to other people. Yeah, that, that sounds like an Asian thing to do. <laughs> but like that, like, that's one reason why they started being more strict with the annual pass holder and their photos matching. Mm-hmm. So again, this is more they people trying to take advantage of the system by using the fast pass thing, and now they're trying to tackle that part, which I'm I'm for. Yeah, but you know, goodbye to those days where people leaving the park just hand you fast passes. <laughs> I used to sweat balls basically running through the whole entire park trying to collect all the fast passes, because when you actually know how to work the system, yeah, you can actually go to a lot of rides throughout the day without you know getting in line well yeah that's that's when my when my brother used to have a fast pass uh, easily 10 years ago um he would that's what he would do him and his friend would like run to like the california adventure they would hit up all this all the fast pass rides they want to get and then they would run across to disneyland get all the fast passes they want to get and then go back to California Adventure, and by the time they get back, it's time for their ride. Yeah, that's exactly what I usually do, too. Uh, the first thing I would do is I would go to uh, California Adventure, yeah. pick up those World of Color tickets, which is the most important thing. That's your priority. Yeah, that's my priority. But other than that, the Max Pass, what they confirmed so far is that $10 a day for the feature, and you're able to use it two to three times for that price okay. and they're going to officially use it early 2019 to get ready for the star wars e-ticket um, uh, passes so what they're focusing on right now is they're trying to find a way to compensate the low capacity which is 1500 people per hour so hopefully the max pass can even out the whole the whole amount of people that are coming in that day to be able to ride the ride and be able to do what they would like to do mm-hmm. at, at the Star Wars uh, area. Yeah, but my fear, especially since it's electronic, is uh, the system just getting flooded? Hopefully. Uh, I think what they're probably going to do is have RFID chips inside your tickets no it, i think it's uh so f- at the very beginning it's mm-hmm. going to be uh there is going to be a barcode on your ticket mm-hmm. similar to what they do now eventually it's all going to be through the app nor no no chips no tickets if you get a slip it's purely as a receipt it's not your actual ticket you have to actually use the app itself See what happens if your phone runs out of batteries. You know that's you're, that's a, you're a big screwed. Thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're trying to so, get away from. They're trying to go paperless. Yeah, but what they're doing over here at Disney World is everybody has a RFID uh, chip in their uh, ticket. So basically, they 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 go and just tap wherever needs to go, 
which is called the Fast Pass Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they might implement something like that into this too because it doesn't make any sense if, it, if it's all on the phone, you know? Not everybody have their phones. Basically, the people who don't own phones, which is impossible, everybody owns a phone, would not be able to go on these rides, would not be able to experience the, the, the actual uh, Disney experience that they're rolling out. That's the way it's going. I will I will bet you money on that one. It's going to be yeah. the app. And especially it's gonna, since it's gonna, it would cost the company way more to include RFID chips inside the ticket. Mm-hmm. That's true. And here's another thing. Uh, the Star Wars land area will not have any signage. Uh, no, nothing Coca-Cola, nothing that shows you where to go. It's just more for people to go in and be confused and explore themselves huh that's interesting well yeah but okay time out the that might be difficult because i believe there should be some sort not should be but i believe there are some laws for marking certain areas so that might, yes i, I understand like the restroom and stuff like that restroom, i think that's a given exits, yeah stuff like that uh, yeah, that's but a given, I think of I think what they're trying what you're you're referring to mostly is the advertisements. Yeah, yeah, like uh, advertisements and basically uh, uh the Millennium Falcon ride okay. or the Cantina, they're not going to put up those signs. They are going to put like, you know, Arrows. restrooms and stuff, exits, of course. That's a major uh <laughs> safety issue. People just scattering in case of emergency. Yeah, it would be like, "All right, we need to get on the Millennium Falcon. Get out of here! It's so dangerous, you know, something like that. But it, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> They're like, "What is this? I don't know. It's written in Ewok. I don't know how to read Ewok." <laughs> exactly. I mean, we can probably go on uh, Rosetta Stone and learn some uh, Ewok oh, language. How how much do you give until somebody translates whatever like uh, alien language they do write in there? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's. That's a little crazy. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, another thing about California Adventure is there's going to be a lot of Halloween re-themes uh, this year. They're actually going to do a lot more Halloween stuff on the California side. I hope so. Um, but the thing is, I'm... I get really annoyed with the obvious Jack Skeleton like skins on everything. That I hope they bring more variety to like the Halloween decorations. I don't know how do you how do you feel about the Jack Skeleton stuff? I like it. Uh, every year they they do a little bit of modifications to make things better, but it, it gets a little old fast. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was you know more of something uh, new. And once in a while, bring it back. You know all the old stuff, but mm-hmm. I would like to have something new all the time. Keeps it fresh. And that's something I was trying to do. Just throw stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's get away from Disney for a little bit. All right. Uh, do you want to defend your friend or do you want some news to buffer us? Uh, I'm going to defend Shia. What's up? <laughs> All right. So for the listeners that have not heard the news, which I don't know how you haven't, Shia was arrested in, he was arrested in Savannah, Georgia for drunken disorderly conduct. His statement is he was arrested because he asked three black officers for a cigarette. 
There is audio clips, which I'll, I might include, I don't know, in this audio. If not, we'll put in the show notes. Of Shia cussing at the officer. Um, you, you know, like the typical, like the fan saying like, oh, I was targeted because I'm black. He almost used that. He, but he caught himself. He's like, oh, you just arrested me because I'm bl- white. I have rights. I'm an American. You got me in my hotel, arresting me in my hotel for doing what, sir? Yo, you really got these cuffs on me heavy, bro. I, I can't talk nothing. Listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not the I'm one that American. I'll okay. pay my taxes. Get these shits off my okay. fucking arms. So, so we're not going to have a conversation? No. Okay. You're going to put these shits off my arms or you'll be fucking fucked. You got a president don't give a shit about you. And you stuck in a police force that don't give a fuck about you. So you want to arrest black, white people who give a fuck, who ask for cigarettes? I came up to you trying to be nice, you stupid bitch. I came up to you asking for a cigarette, you dumb fuck. Why would I ask for a cigarette if I was racist, you stupid bitch? I was asking for a cigarette, you said no. I said word. And then you arrested me, you dumb fuck. They got cameras everywhere, you dummy. I got more millionaire lawyers than you know what to do with, you stupid bitch. I'm from it, you dummy. <laughs> Maybe there's still more to it. I mean, that that guy Shia, he's he's trying to do good. He's trying to do all those protesting, but people keep picking on him. I don't know if you read about all the stuff that he's been doing uh, recently. Like he has a, a group of followers who go with him to protest pretty much anything that he thinks is wrong. Speaking of protest. Is he the one that was setting up, uh, not hitting cameras, but live stream cameras in uh, in front of protest areas? Uh, he did that too. He was actually there at those protests, and one of those protests, he did get arrested. Okay, no, because I just remember like it. I think like day two or like location two, it failed terribly because like somebody spray painted the camera. <laughs> That's a bunch of the uh, redditors online that trolled him, and uh, yeah, so that flag thing. Uh, he got a bunch of redditors online who were trying to figure out where he put those flags. So basically, he he kind of created a big capture the flag type of game. Oh my god! Uh, for redditors, so it got to a point where his second time putting the flag up, he just yeah. put pointed the the camera face into the sky. So you can't identify the location. You know how redditors are. It, it, it just gets ridiculous with what they do. So in the video of the live stream, you can see like the planes moving. You can see the weather. It's raining. It's windy. Yeah. Uh, which direction is the, 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 the wind blowing? You know, that type of stuff. So they, they basically went on like national weather oh news. Oh, and, and all these other radars and flight trackers just to see where which direction what planes are going and they pinpointed uh which area that shia was in because uh he, he posted stuff on twitter and it showed his location so people pretty much triangulated the area <laughs> with flight paths and then they find the flag it's it's hilarious Okay, well, sl- okay, slight tangent from Saya for a second. Uh, you just remind me that about what was uh-huh. it? Uh, the Boston Marathon. 
um, when the Boston Marathon happened and they had pictures of the terrorists or uh, the suspected terrorists, there is so much power in Reddit when it comes to investigation. Because when people started posting pictures of the terrorists, holy crap, that, like you had hundreds of thousands of people like doing facial recognition on social media, on news articles, just anywhere they can like cross reference a photo. People were on it, dude. And like, I, oh my God, I, I think that they set like a, not set a record, but they caught the guys wickedly fast because of what Reddit was finding. It's the power of Reddit, dude. It's insane on how it, much power are, is impacted with uh, the people on Reddit. If it's used correctly <laughs> instead yeah. of for trolling. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I just remember like, holy crap. Okay, anyways. So back to Shia. Okay, I understand he's trying to do the protest thing, but I think that's part of the problem that he he's trying to put that image of being an activist. Mm-hmm. So when he he gets cornered or he thinks that's his moment to say something, he just starts spitting out nonsense. Mm-hmm. Especially when he's drunk, too. Well, yeah, but <laughs> okay, he starts talking smack about the cops saying that he's part of a, a tyrannical system. And that he's his his life isn't worth it, and that he's going to hell because he's black. I just uh, I just, he just he is what's his attitude is what's wrong with the the protesting movement. Nothing wrong with protesting because there are good causes to protest, but it's the way you go about it, and I think he goes about it the wrong way. Yeah, he needs a talk from pretty much the people that he. What are those things called uh, where you sit people down? Oh, interventions? Yeah, I'm going to give him an intervention. <laughs> Shia, bro. Calm the bro, F down, bro. Bro, you need to calm down, bro. I, I That's the only reason I wanted to bring it up, because you've defended him on previous episodes. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for you defending him, I would just have passed this story along and I wouldn't have <laughs> mentioned on the show. I just thought the timing was awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So the news I want I do want to talk about is Ryan Reynolds is in talks to be the lead role in the Rainbow Six movie. <sighs> Why the sigh? <laughs> it's a video game movie. It's okay. Time out. Time out. I like the books, but it's been made into a game, so that means yeah. that uh, there's that game curse. It's not going to okay. be good. Here's the thing. At least with the with this and you're right that was my first intent like my first uh, initial idea was like this is a video game movie but this might be a successful video game movie because the novels give so much source material for for them to make a movie out of are they focusing on you know uh, a certain time period or they're making it modern well the rainbow six novel is from 1998 Mm mm-hmm and I either they're gonna try to update it, um, but either way, it's gonna be focused. It's gonna be a war or special ops type gritty movie. And as long as they stick with the novel interpretation or adaptation, and not the video game adaptation, <laughs> this might be a good movie. And the reason the studios are trying to get behind this is because right now the market is saturated with superhero movies. Hmm, which okay. is kind of ironic. Which is kind of ironic because they're trying to get Deadpool to play <laughs> a non-superhero role. 
Well, uh, but who, there was a, a certain time where he was just playing dramas and comedies. Uh, yeah, like was it two guys a girl in a pizza place, which changed to two guys and a girl. <laughs> then he went to Van Wilder. Yep. Yeah. Then he went to. Uh, well, I dog? think he was hungry for work. He just jumped on whatever was available during that time. Yeah, I mean, it's that's that's any actor though. Yeah, and he he actually knocked it out of the water. I actually enjoyed uh, all the movies that he's made, except for I Green first, Lantern. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I for, that's I forgot. Yeah, he went from Van Wilder to Green Lantern. Oh no, from uh, Project X or whatever that his name was in the X Men, the third X Men movie. Yeah, Wolverine Origins or something. Wasn't it, wasn't it Wolverine Origins? Oh, it was Wolverine Origins. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but I forgot. I think it was like Project X or something like that. Yeah. They didn't they didn't call him Deadpool, and now he might become Clark from Rainbow Six. Okay. But who? I mean, but this is early talks. They haven't sent a director. Uh, I believe the writer is the writer from, uh, I forgot where it was, but it, they, they haven't even signed a writer yet. So, and, and this, the idea of adapting this has been a floating around since 2004. So who knows when it'll, it'll be made, if ever. I'd watch it. I mean, it, it's not, it doesn't sound like a bad movie. No, it, it sounds like it fill that, that gap that the, the born identity movies left behind. If it's done right. Would you say it's kind of, I, 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 I think what they can probably do with this movie is like a modern day Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, that it's a team movie, but you're taking it from the, you're viewing it from the perspective of a new member of that team. Yeah. And you've seen this on a lot of movies, Saving Private Ryan, uh, tons of other war movies, the freaking Halo, Halo has even ripped it off in one of its story, uh, one of its stories for its video games. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think we're ready to move on to the main event, right? Spidey. Okay, let's let's go ahead and uh, start. Uh-huh. Well, okay. So for those that have not seen the movie, from this point forward, it's going to be spoiler area. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Be advised that spoilers may lie beyond this point. You have been warned. Proceed at your own risk. Have a nice day. So, you have been warned. If you haven't seen the movie and you don't want the spoilers, have a good night. <laughs> For everybody else, <laughs> let's get to it. Where do you want to start off? I want to start off with what you thought about the whole entire movie. Good, bad. Give it to me. Okay. It was good. Out of all the Spider-Man movies, is probably the best one. Especially the... And I mean, the best one as in the story and the costume. Uh, Actor-wise, best one, like probably one of the top ones in Marvel. Mm-hmm. However, and this is my biggest pet peeve when it comes to all the Spider-Man movies, it se- the suit seems too fake in action scenes. And this bothered me in Civil War, and I was hoping it'd be fixed by the time uh, Homecoming came out. But the suit and the CGI moments... Looks perfectly smooth, mm-hmm. more latex anything, but in the close-up Tom Holland scenes, he is. It almost looks like the. Have you ever owned Under Armour? Yes. Did you have the the, the thin one or did you buy the winter one? Thin. Okay, so Under Armour has like the thicker spandexy material, mm-hmm. 
And that's what it looks like. It kind of like has like a felt texture to it. So it doesn't look like the Spider-Man shape is what you're trying to say? It it doesn't. The suits don't match up. You know, one scene it looks really smooth and like latex. The other scene it looks kind of velvety. And that's what bothered me. I'm like, oh my god. Wow, I, I can't believe you actually noticed that. <laughs> I was having a good time. I guess I didn't notice that. But I think in the old spot of Spider-Man movies with to- Tobey Maguire... I think they yeah. did a very good job with their costuming, though. It was very consistent between the CGI and the actual... It was, and they did a great job. The only scene in the very first one uh, was that wall climbing one, when he first like, tries to climb a, the brick wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only bad scene from the CGI perspective. <laughs> okay, so let's go into the big surprises in the movie. Uh, let's talk about villains. I really love... You know, Vulture, I'm so happy that we finally get to see this this villain that we, we, we know so... So Vulture was never one of my top uh, Spider-Man villains. Mm-hmm. He was the I basic thought... guy. I think he was one of the first ones way before the uh, the Hobgoblin or the Green Goblin. Which it shows. It, it, like Just the type of character that he was... It seemed like it was back in the day where it was you just add a certain like animal to a to a person, and boom, you either have a hero or a villain. Mm-hmm. In this case, they wanted a menacing animal, so they they made a vulture and they made a guy kind of look like a human vulture. In the movie, I love that it didn't come across uh, come across as uh, cheesy. Mm-hmm. They, I don't think they even called them vulture once. Yeah, I actually noticed that they did not. Yeah, so like that's I'm like okay, cool. Like it's and freaking Michael Keaton, dude, so freaking good. amazing, so, so good. Yeah, he oh. just his look, his stare down. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that part. I know where you're leading okay. to, but okay. what did you think about Shocker? Because it was a big shock. <sighs> okay, Shocker. <laughs> I was hoping for more based on the news that was coming out about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he just uh, dies. <laughs> yeah, I was really surprised. I was like, "Oh my god, he looks like a really good shocker," and then boom, he's dead. Well, when he's about to walk out, I was like, "Oh my god, they're trying to set him up for the next one. He's gonna probably gonna come back. He's gonna like you know gain power. He's gonna get a new suit, and he dies." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the actual character gets passed on to this other new guy, which is uh, totally different, and I think the diversity of of uh races is is really really uh shown in this movie now we oh, have yeah. yeah now it's passed on to a black guy who's actually the shocker now uh, and it's how funny, shocking is that because the vulture says here take this you're the shocker now like, <laughs> oh well, that's obvious yeah but you're right but you're right about the just the the multi multiculturalness of this movie uh, you have, okay, you have Michael Keaton and Tom Tom Holland mm-hmm. as as white playing white characters, but you have Spider Man's love interest being black, mm-hmm. uh, Liz, MJ being black, MJ she wasn't even in the movie. What are you talking yes, about? Yes, she was. Yes, she was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also a Pacific Islander. Asian guy playing, you know, the best friend. Uh, computer guy. Yeah. 
computer desk guy, whatever they call himself. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like the like the mix it up. They didn't stick to the the whitewashing of the of the franchise. Uh, what did you think about the the twist though when they showed who Vulture who Vulture was connected to? Yeah, so that scene when Peter goes up to the house to pick up uh, his date for homecoming. I really thought that, you know, she was going to open the door and that, you know, that they were just going to go to the homecoming and have a good time. But no, Michael Keaton shows up and we thought that he was the villain that knows who his love interest is now. Yeah. But it turns out it's her dad. Big shocker. Right. So, yeah, that, that was a good reveal. Uh, my initial impression was that it was going to be, okay, they were going to go to homecoming you weren't really going to spend much time at her house since you already saw her house at at the party. And then Vulture was going to crash the party at the, at homecoming. That was my thought. Yeah. And then he opens the door and you're right. Your your thought is, holy crap, he knows who, who his girlfriend is or who his crush is and kidnapped her or whatever. Yeah, and then your second thought would be, wait a minute. And he goes, you're taking out my daughter. I'm like, oh my God, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think for spider-man or you know peter parker to feel something like that it's just what does he do at that point he doesn't know what to do yeah no that's uh, you know what tom holland he did a really good job of showing that internal struggle struggle Mm -hmm. because you know he feels he he did a good job portraying this like his his struggle he was cornered essentially and you could almost even though it was in a dark car staring down you can almost see his thought process of like what the hell did i do do i call him out do i you know yeah i I guess he was trying to play cool the whole time just trying to keep his identity uh to himself but the thing is that's the moment where a lot of heroes uh they 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 have to make the decision or they make that realization that their personal life and their superhero life cannot be cannot stay separated yeah, and I, I think this is where Michael Keaton's character or his acting really shines is in that mm-hmm. car scene. Yep. Oh, my God. Like, when when you start to see him put the puzzles together, it's just a really intense feeling when you're watching the movie. It's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Is he going to kill him there and then? What's going to happen? Uh, by the way, that's a hilarious moment because as tense as it was seeing him put like the pieces together, then it gets broken up by that slight comedic moment where like the daughter just goes, um, dad, what the hell's the holdup? Like lights green, go. <laughs> You're like, oh, right. We're driving. Yeah. Man, man, was that intense. It was so crazy. Yeah. But so like that, that, and that's an important moment in superhero's life because I think that's when Tom's, uh, Tom, Peter, Peter realized that it this isn't a game anymore. There are risks at this point. And that's when that's when his like pieces started falling into place. That's when uh Tony's words of wisdom started clicking in. Yeah, I I, I think so. And I, I think Tony Stark basically kind of played the father figure kind of. Mm-hmm. And no, I, uncle, no uncle ben here no uncle ben here but i mean he was mentioned in there but i, I think there was a lot more to it that they didn't really focus on hopefully in the mm-hmm. second uh spider-man but yeah i i think uh it's a really good 
relationship being shown in the movie between Spider-Man and and uh, uh, Iron Man. Because did okay. it, it, isn't it in the book or comic book um, or graphic novel uh, for Civil War that Captain America was more closer to Spider-Man? So th- throughout the Spider-Man comics, yeah, Iron Man does become a mentor to him. Mm-hmm. And it's more, it's more relevant in Civil War because he... In well, Civil War, you know the, what? The... I'm going to take it back. It totally makes sense in this movie because they actually did have Captain America influence him, but not being there but in person, but in all those instructional videos. But he did but he didn't he didn't listen to those videos. Yeah, but you know it, I don't <laughs> I don't recall him playing but okay, no, so in the in Civil War the comic the actual comic book, mm-hmm. that's how that's how the whole thing starts off is Tony convinces uh Peter Parker to reveal who he really is to a, in a press conference. Yeah. I think so that's, that, that 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 was what's supposed to happen at the very end of the movie, right? Uh, not that he's supposed to... I don't think he was supposed to unveil himself at the end of the movie, but... I think he, it was just the suit and the superhero. It, it was just to announce he's pretty much just a, a press release that, you know, Spider-Man is a new Avenger. Yeah. But that I guess that was gonna, going to mimic the at least that, that scene in Civil War mm-hmm. the, the, in the comic book that He's in front of a press conference with Tony behind him, supporting him. Yeah. All right. Do you want to get into some Easter eggs? Yes. So you mentioned the suit. And a lot of people, once they saw the high-tech suit that in the trailer, people assumed that was the Iron Spider suit. <laughs> the one that uh, the, pretty much that Tony gives him. Yeah. But And I guess like at the end of the movie, that that last suit has is potentially the Spider suit. Yes. The Iron Spider suit. The Iron Spider suit. That looks so sick, dude. It's insane. Yeah, but so two things, though. The color is slightly off, which can happen. Mm -hmm. They could just reinterpret it. And there is no robotic spider legs. But again, that could also be kind of hidden away in the back. Yeah, and you know how they always surprise you with different stuff in the suit? Even... Even the the regular suit, there was a lot of really surprising features. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'll get and we'll move to it. But like, just the uh, last thing on the suit is, if it's not the Iron Spider suit, for the one that was unveiled at the end, it's possibly the Spider Armor suit, which is another suit built by Tony for Peter, but all it really does is give him like extra armor, for yeah. like you know Kevlar or whatever, like. Instead of getting shot and trying to dodge it. Mm-hmm. All right. So you mentioned the this his suit having nifty little features. Yeah. What was your favorite feature that they had? Karen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming you already know the whole thing about who does her voice. Jennifer Connelly. Connelly, yes. Who is the wife of Paul Bettany, who plays the Vision? Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I, I I never really thought that it was Paul Bettany that you know married her, but uh, well done. 
Yeah, I know. Good call on that one. <laughs> so here's the possible Easter egg with that, that goes a little bit deeper involving them. Jarvis. Well, well uh, Vision is Jarvis. Yeah, I know. No, but so in the in the movie, they never say what Karen's real name is. Mm-hmm. Peter mm-hmm. names her. Yeah. He never asked her, hey, what's your name? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's rumors going around that one of the potential AIs in that spider armor is one called Jocasta. Jocasta? Which, yeah, J-O-C-A-S-T-A. Mm-hmm. Which in the comics, apparently it's uh, it's an AI similar to Vision that falls in love with Vision and becomes a member of the Avengers. Ah, so Jennifer, cool. Jennifer Conley might make an appearance one day, like one movie, as like another Vision. That's very interesting. A lot of people were pretty happy with that, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and you see the the AI cartridge or Age of Ultron when Tony was trying to find a new AI for his suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the one of the AIs uh, in the, on his desk was called Jocasta. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. And Donald Glover. Oh, yeah. that. I think that's a pretty big Easter egg also. He was talking about his nephew, which we probably speculate that is uh, Miles Morales, mm-hmm. which is the new Spider-Man. The one that takes place uh, after Peter Parker. Yeah, and it's and it's pretty much confirmed that that is who he was referring to, mm-hmm. because his Donald Glover's character is called Aaron Davis, which in the comics is, um, the, his, he's called the Prowler. Yeah. And the, yeah, so he's the, he's the uncle of Miles Morales, and they kind of hinted at it in the movie, and a nice little thing that they added in the movie is. The car that he gets uh, trapped to, mm-hmm. the license plate is called is UCSM01, which stands for Ultimate Comics Spider-Man 01, <laughs> which that's that's Miles Morales's first comic. That's really cool. That's a really big Easter egg that they put in there. Yeah, so that's excitement, and so I'm and they're trying to think that that's maybe going to be the the solution after tom holland finishes his five or six movie six movie deal with marvel yeah that that miles morales will be the replacement yeah and i i think that's a very very uh interesting arc for uh spider-man that they wrote into the comics because no no one ever really saw that coming they know that peter parker would die you know, mm-hmm. but they they just did that whole spin on it, and I think that's really interesting. Oh, uh, they got dark quick on the comic books. Oh yeah, and I, I like how this movie was really influenced by what happened after in the, the other movies, like how you know Vulture doesn't become Vulture because he's a smart guy. He comes he becomes Vulture because he was trying to clean up you know, all that mess that happened and also at the same oh, he, time, you know, making all these weapons from he's yeah, strength. he was an opportunist opportunist. Yeah. But that's the that's the one thing that I could not freaking find an answer for, no matter how much I searched. 
So the first scene takes place uh, after the the first Avengers movie. Yes, which is three years apart. Right, but they add in the subtitles or like the the thing in the bottom when they introduce Peter uh, Peter Parker eight years later. Hmm. And that's the part that's that's kind of throwing everybody off because this. Homecoming takes place a few months after Civil War. And Civil War takes place in 2016, 2017, around there. So that's the kind of thing that just that, that I can't find a solution for. And it's been bu- it, it's been bugging me all day. And that's why I was kind of quiet on Xbox today because I was trying to research that. <laughs> See, I, I think that's a really interesting thing, too. Like, I, I was like, wow, three years? And then, whoa, eight years? Does it make yeah, any well, sense to me? Yeah, it's supposed to three, four years, mm-hmm. four year difference. Because I think the uh, Avengers was two thousand twelve. Yeah, I I think we're probably gonna get more answers uh, in the next couple of Marvel movies because I think Spider Man will not only show up in the Avengers uh, Infinity War movies, but I think he might show up in Black Panther too, just for something. Uh, yeah and and that's the thing that's kind of uh i i could i keep getting different answers for it's he's either signed for four for five or six movies mm -hmm. so civil war homecoming that's two the two infinity war movies that's four and one more spider-man sequel that's five yeah and And tom tom holland reportedly said in an interview that there's gonna be three spider-man movies yeah and i know that uh he I think he said that there will be the the, the next Spider-Man movie will be right after the the Avengers uh, Infinity War Part Two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see what happens. It's Marvel hasn't announced Phase Four, so I think once they announce Phase Four, it'll be a lot more clear what what Tom Holland's future is with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, hopefully you can get to into the panel this weekend so you can see what's going on. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's pretty much it. We, uh, we covered most of the stuff today. Yeah, I think we covered a lot. All right, Anton, uh, why don't you tell people how they can support our spoilerage? Uh, you can support our spoil spoilage by going to... <laughs> www.the2oc.com and go to the very bottom of the page and click on buy some beer or you can go on to our show notes and see what we're talking about and you might find a couple things that you might like to buy from Amazon you can support us that way by clicking on the affiliate links at the bottom of the show notes at at the bottom of the show notes (laughs) plus if you Go ahead. No, I was saying, that was an awkward pause. Yeah, and plus, if you would like to buy some swag, you can buy stickers, t-shirts on our store to support us. So, get some swag. And if you want to reach out to us, tell us how we're doing. Maybe you wanted to throw in some uh, either fan theories about Disney or about the Spider-Man world. Uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the 2LC for each of those platforms, or you can email us directly at mail at the 2 com. 
if you want to do it the old-fashioned way. Uh, I'll just write a letter. All right, you can see that the P.O. Box. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anton, I think that covers everything. Anything else? No, that's it. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the 2OC. I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Have a good one. Later. Later.